I'm Leon. I'm Tegan. And welcome to Good Time. Not a long time. A weekly comedy podcast where we rant, do random quizzes, discuss the latest news, and give up questionable advice. But first, here is the rundown. In this week's episode, Leon mispronounces the word internet. But then my internet, my internet, my internet. A kid sees some ass. This day's the day I became a man, <laughs> but I have seen some ass. Uh, and Tegan has a fear of being trampled. No, because I'm a fucking midget and that fucker will stamp on me. Um, <laughs> now without wasting any time, let's get straight into the podcast. Hello. <laughs> good time, not I, a long time. I'm starting to feel like it's good time, long time. I feel like, you know, the unhinged family member who disappears for months on end and then comes back as if everything's fine. It's like, hello, I've been here all along. Yeah, uh, we've been busy. Um, <laughs> in fact, the last thing that we did is we went to the Leeds Festival, which that's a whole kind of worms that we need to open up. But, um, you know, we've just been we've just been a bit busy. What can we say? The, yeah. in, in fact, I didn't even realise until Ellie mentioned, she's not here again today, by the way, she's skiving, whatnot, but next week is our two-year anniversary of the podcast, and we've not been here for the past, month. I don't even know how long, a month over a month, I don't know, but yeah, I was getting really self-conscious about it, because I was like, oh my word, we're laying quite a lot of people down here, but like the week before we went to Leeds, I also spent the weekend with a very amazing person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I had been at a Hindu and was recovering or yeah. dying, either way. I'm not sure which one it was. And, you know, Ellie's been to, what was it, the races. She's been in university studying. It's just been a whole different thing. Again, I wish we could be able to, you know, do it like all the time. But sometimes, you know, things take over. Uh, we also, oh, I was going to mention, we're still also working. Tegan, that might not be the case at the moment. And I'm at work, just not at my work. Again, that's another thing that we need to talk There's so many things. That have happened. That oh we need God, to talk about and that have happened. It's it's too much. But I think the first thing we should talk about is uh, Leeds. God, Leeds. The Leeds experience. So before <laughs> we left, I think we did actually record a podcast episode that we were going to release before yeah. we left. But then my internet, my internet, my internet like crapped yeah. itself. So couldn't do that. But I mentioned the fact that I was not looking forward to it, mainly because of like the hygiene situation. I didn't even know like any of the lyrics to any of the songs apart from Halsey which might I say that was a classic act so yeah I wasn't really looking forward to it but I will say that it was an enjoyable experience let's start off with the whole day though so yes right so obviously I from for like so we booked it before Christmas and I, when I first booked it like two seconds after doing it I was like why have I just done that I'm gonna be in a field no I'm not okay and then I kind of just forgot about it until probably about two months ago when I was like shit we need to get everything like and then Every day I think, oh my god, like we're gonna be in Leeds, like we're gonna be, we're gonna die, like we're not gonna survive. It's gonna be shit. We're gonna have the worst time ever. It's gonna rain. We're gonna be in fucking <laughs> muddy, rank rain with no showers, at shitty, nasty portaloos. I was yep. like, no, and I was like, this is gonna be the worst experience ever. So come to we left, we went on the Thursday night, but come to Thursday, right? And I was I was promised that I would get to finish at my because uh, I was on the early shift. I was promised I get to finish early, right? Well, there's been a situation that happened at my work and basically meant that we had no bank staff in, which meant that because of the amount of children you have to work to ratios, I had to stay until quarter to five. I was thinking it was going to be longer than that. I thought it was going to be about half five. And I was thinking, oh my fucking Christ. Like, I cannot cope with my... If I've got a plan in my head and it's not going to plan, I will have a breakdown. And I was having a breakdown. Um, I, I was, I was like, also stressing a bit as well for that day because I had left all my packing until last minute. 
No. And I was supposed to also leave earlier in work, but I was stuck in a meeting for a majority of that afternoon. So I was also panicking a bit. I also have TikTok and TikTok was telling me that the traffic to get in was ridiculous. Like you were going to be stuck for hours. And I was like, we're going to be putting a tent up like three in the fucking morning. Like there is no, <laughs> like I was like, no. Um, I was like, I was having a breakdown. But then so everyone got picked up a bit early, even near enough, like who I, so I could go. I was doing a ratio and I was like, right, I, I'm going, I am going. Side note, my children at nursery, who a lot of them aren't my children anymore, but they um made us all made, made us all like t- uh, sign for the tent. However, I left it in the car, but we'll ignore that. You didn't even take a picture of it afterwards either, no, so there's I'm just terrible. no proof. I've still got it, but anyway, we we went hopeful. We had a, we had a Burger King, and I was thinking, no, no. Every moment we got closer, <laughs> I thought, can we just turn around now? Like I'm not in the mood. Um, <laughs> oh, and also your what was it? Your ASOS parcel as well. Right, so I needed a bucket hat, and I. I'd read that taking a lot of socks because if your socks get wet, your shoes are going to rub. So you need, like, taking a lot of socks is good to kind of prevent that. I was like, right, I, I've ordered socks. £29 I spent, a bucket hat and, like, six pairs of socks. I got a message on the Tuesday and it's been delayed by a day. So I thought, oh, that means it'll be here on Thursday. Well, it wasn't, but then it was. Mum phoned me after about half an hour I was leaving and she went, are you nearby? I went, no. She went, oh, because your, your ASOS order's turned up. Thanks, bestie. I'm like nearly at Leeds. There's just no point. So that was brilliant. But then we got there and we stayed in Brown Camp. And I'm not I'm not we taking did, any yeah. beef. I wanted sleep. And Brown Camp was a fucking vibe, to be fair. I think, yeah, it, it definitely was as well. And, you know, my colleagues, because yeah, my colleagues were really invested in me going to Leeds because some of them were also going. But they showed me the map of like all the camps and stuff. And they said, so which one do you think you'd be staying in? And I was like, well, I've not spoken to my friend yet, which I mean, he's you. <laughs> Um, but I was like, if anything, I'd be really happy to stay in Brown Camp because it's the furthest away. It's probably going to be quite quiet and nobody's going to want to be there. And I was right. Yeah. I was right. Brown Camp is a vibe. But Brown Camp. Brown Camp was good. Then, well, basically, we're putting up this tent and I thought I, I hadn't done a test run of the tent. I hadn't. I probably should have looking back, but I couldn't be asked putting it back in the bag. And we didn't have a hammer or a mallet or whatever to put the fucking pegs in. So but we, we did have we had a Doc Martin, and honestly, that video will forever be in my dream. That was brilliant. <laughs> I my face when that worked. It, it worked. I was so excited. The tent went. Everything just went a bit too smoothly, in my opinion. That night, I was waiting for something to go really hard. Oh, we sailed in. We just drove in. Not a problem. No traffic whatsoever. Leaving was a different different story, but. Yeah. Yeah, but even then we, we were quicker than others. And then we just had a fucking vibey weekend, and like everyone I know, we did it was good. It's like really shocked because we didn't really get drunk either. But I'm not paying the arena prices for alcohol on top of the fucking food. And you spend most of I your know. day at the arena. So, And then by the time you get back, you're just knackered. You want to sleep. Especially when you stay at Brown Camp because it's a trek. Exactly. I also think as well that the reason why we didn't drink a lot is because it was so hot. Oh, the alcohol I know. was warm. It was horrible. Instead, we paid, what was it, £4 something. £4 for a Pepsi Max. For cold Pepsi. Ma- for cold Pepsi. Yeah, £4. But you know what? It was worth yeah, it. Yeah, no, honestly. I don't get that £4. I would, I would spend that again to that, in that moment. When we packed up the, like, all the stuff and then we went back down and we got, I, I remember just both tasting that Pepsi and going, this is it, this is brilliant. Because that, that Sunday was just ridiculous. I couldn't cope. We're going to do it again and we've learned a lot of tips. I'd still take probably like a lot of socks, but not as many in case it is raining. But um, I would actually take jumpers for every day and thick, thick, thick clothes. Yeah. So before we left, I checked the app, the weather app on my phone. And it said that it was going to be maximum 12 degrees. So obviously I didn't pack any, well, I didn't pack any shorts. I barely packed any short sleeve shirts. By barely, I mean I packed one short sleeve shirt. Everything else was like long sleeve, long pants, things like that. So the shock on my face (laughs) 
when I woke up in the morning to absolutely scorching heat. Holy crap. I couldn't cope. I could not. I was sweating. I was, I was also ill for the yeah, entire weekend because I had a cold. I had a sore throat. Why did you oh, not take any paracetamol? We had paracetamol. Completely forgot. <laughs> well, <laughs> I forgot. Well, also, I would recommend anyone who's planning on going next year, regardless of whether, take your fucking gazebo because you sit outside your tent, but if it's hot, you cannot escape the heat. Yeah. And if it's cold or raining, at least you're protected from the rain. So definitely take your fucking gazebo and your mate mates because <laughs> they'll want to share it. The Our camping buddies were really lovely. Yeah, they were, to be fair, really lovely. Um, we made friends quite quickly. This is what I mean. It went so well for us. I know, and like the horror stories that we heard from other people. I know. Like, I was just like, were were we in our own little bubble? Because I experienced none of this. Like even uh, when we were having a conversation with our like, camp buddies, you know, they were talking about their experiences during the day, and they were like, oh my word, you know, we saw like a Scottish lad get punched because he was Scottish. Scottish. <laughs> and we were like, well, we, we saw we saw like you know bloody noses and things like that. And and the worst thing is. Is we all yeah. went to similar acts. We were all in the same local kind of area, really. So, and know, we were just in our own world. I know we did not experience, you know, any negative vibes, any violence. It just we didn't experience any of that, and we just had like a fantastic time. So, <laughs> and also we escaped the um, the absolute tragic night that was Sunday night. Yeah. Apparently, I don't know how quickly that happened though, because whilst we were walking backwards, it was still like, oh yeah, everything's a good vibe. So and- I think. I actually remember being waiting in the traffic. I remember seeing a smoke in the... I think it's literally as soon as everyone got out of the arena. So it's a thing. So apparently it's happened. So at Leeds and Reading, because traditionally it's a rock festival. And I think people forget that. And this year there was a lot of controversy about the the, the types of acts they had. Because like Megan the Stallion. The night have never done it before, but... Big up Megan the Stallion. I know. But like Megan the Stallion, Madison Beer, Arde, all of them, they're not rock... Acts are not like so it's rock slash indie, but I'd say majority rock. Um, but they had a lot of acts that people are saying are catered to more younger people, and this is the problem. So every year it is known on a Sunday night on the rough wild camps, things get burned like they're not asked, they will put anything on a campfire, they're not bothered. But it's normally on the wild camps. So if you're adding a load of people who school leavers who have no idea of the rules, but I've heard that it happens, who are on drugs, who are steaming drunk. And then, I don't know if you know this, but the Woodstock film, uh, documentary has just been released, which was about a festival in 1999 that literally people died. It was chaos. Very interesting. You should watch it. But um, Lovely. It, people are saying that played a part in it this year, but pretty much every camp kicked off to like another level. Like, yeah. yeah including the Brown, Brown Camp, camp which well, I was which... The only ones that didn't was like Eco Camp I and I, I presume Camping Plus, because obviously that's security to fuck. But there is argument of sake that where was security and what was security doing? Because um, the rumours I've heard about security is it's volunteers anyway, but they pretty much just go to spend the weekend shagging teenage girls, which is great. Even I was saying whilst I was in the queue, like the, the security checks were that bad. I could have literally bought in a gun and they wouldn't have known. The worst thing for me as well is... I could have bought in anything. Like for the girls, if you had a bag, they wouldn't, they wouldn't touch a girl. Like I understand like... You know, they don't want to get done for any inappropriate touching, but as a girl, you could smuggle anything in. Just put it anywhere. Yeah. You, they were not asked. And I'm not about like, drugs happen at a festival, that's fine. Alcohol, so smuggle alcohol into the arena, that's no beef with me either. But when it could be something that's t- dangerous, like, we walk straight through the ass. Have you got anything? Have you got any glass bottles? No. Have you got anything sharp? No. Straight in. We No one was asked. I know. When we first went in as well, we, it wasn't even like a proper check, you know, once the first time we were there no because we were waiting behind some people who they brought in what was it like burner store yeah gas cooker which isn't allowed at leeds one of the security guys just called over to us like just go through just go through it's like really 
I mean, I've not been checked, but okay. But we had a great time still, and I was still... And I, I loved the lineup. I think the lineup was really good this year, but obviously that's because it's the type of music I like. Like, if it was full of a lot of rock acts, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much. So the only person originally that I was looking forward to watch was Halsey, which might I say... Well, and, even and, on her and worst Monaskin, day, but they that was oh yeah, and Monaskin, but they bailed. So who cares? Yeah, so I wanted to watch Halsey. Like that was the only one that I was excited for. But the underdog or the under stallion, should I say? Yeah, Meg- that was Megan, the, not Megan the, the stallion. stallion. Megan it's the, Megan the, the stallion. stallion. That was yeah. to be honest. I don't, we were not joking. The best, when she called up normal people, I could not cope. <laughs> like normal people, and I just remember this one guy. Yeah. This one guy, his face was just like. He obviously, like, she made him twerk and stuff and do this dance, and he did it. And then, obviously, I reckon he was 100% straight, but his face, he just sort of, like, covered his mouth and was just amazed that he was on stage with Megan the Stallion. Like, he was like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, I have just seen some... And yeah. then the little lad... So there was families there, which people controversial don't like. I don't care. Like, you, 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 there's a lot worse parent could do. Obviously... It's true. Gone to Megan the Stallion not realising how rude it was going to be, probably. Because um, there was, like, a mum-dad. I think it was a daughter and two sons, I think, or something like that. Anyway... This one, this older lad, he was probably about, I'd say maximum 12, but I'd probably say about 10, 11. And I just remember them walking past after after WAP leaving. And this like 12 year old lad was just like the biggest <laughs> smirk on his face. And he was like, I have seen some yeah. things. I've This day's the day I became a man. <laughs> I have seen some ass. Yeah. Like he, you could see he was buzzing with his life. He yeah, was, he'll be going back to school just like, you never guess what I just did. Literally. Over the summer holidays. And then underneath all of that, the fucking interpretators at Megan the Stallion. Oh my word! They, she shouldn't have got up the normal people. She should, should have got up the interpreters. Bloody hell! They were doing so the well. The interpreter was popping off. Literally, she was good. She was good. But I, I rate wise, I'd probably put Megan the Stallion in my top three. I'd probably say Halsey number one always. Hundred percent. Arctic Monkey second for me because they're fucking set. I don't care what any of you fuckers say. If you said that was a shit set, you are not a true fan. I am sorry. Just because they didn't sing all the popular songs, if you're a true fan, they sang some fucking beautiful songs off their albums. So they're second and then Megan Thee Stallion's third for me, honestly. I only have a top two and <laughs> that, that is uh, Halsey, number one, and then Megan Thee Stallion. Everything else was like, yeah, I'm vibing. Do you I'm know vibing. what I will say though? I do wish there was maybe like two other people with us just because I feel like you enjoyed some acts for me that you wouldn't have had to if there was someone else. That's the only thing I was wishing. I was yeah. like, sometimes I thought, oh, he's sat here and he's just like, because he didn't want to leave me alone, but he doesn't want to see this. Like, Wolf yeah, Alice also, right. was not for you. I think... Oh, Little so. Sims. Oh, no, Little Sims is third. I'm going to have to put Megan the Stallion fourth. Little Sims was too good. Oh, well, yeah. So I didn't know what to do at uh, Little Sims. I was just... I was I was appreciating the lyrics and things and, you know, but it wasn't my type of music. Although, to be fair, Megan the Stallion isn't my type of music either, but that, honest, that was just a whole nother level. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah, so... Throughout that, uh, throughout the Axis stuff, so I have what is very popularly known as a resting bitch face, <laughs> where I, I can stand there and I will be enjoying myself, but my face will not show it. My face will look like I'm having the worst experience possible. And it was even like prevalent in high school where I'd be walking down the corridor and a teacher would stop me and be like, Leon, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, why? <laughs> like, you just look, you look quite annoyed. I'm like, I'm, no, I'm, no. I, I mean, I'm annoyed now. That you brought it up, but I wasn't before. Um, but yeah, no, so I'd be stood there and I'd be, you know, just, you know, chilling with an act. And then you'd have Tegan every now and again going, are you okay? <laughs> are you all right? I'm like, no, I'm fine. I am doing, I'm honestly, I'm having a great time. But you you know, the music's great. <laughs> That's the best thing. But then who was your, the worst act for me had to be 
Bastille. Oh, yeah, Bastille, oh, so, Glass oh, Animals. Glass Animals, they were quite shit as well. And uh, the 1975. Oh, no, see. Those three acts, they were the ones where I was like, I need, I can't, I just can't sit through this. Like, so normally, the 97... I can't vibe to this. I love the 1975 music. That's why he's not that low for me because his music, when he was singing, I was loving it because I love his music. But when he was pulling those fucking faces or talking, I was like, just shut the fuck up and sing because you are a knob. He was off his tits. I hated the faces he was pulling. Like, it was He was trying to be sexy, but the issue is it just it didn't work. I think that was probably the cocaine he was on. Also, can someone please tell me what the fuck he was drinking? Because he was like, can I have a drink? And they're bringing like a, like a shot glass. What the fuck was he doing? <laughs> no idea. You know, whatever makes him what happy. What I will say is I will give him 10 out of 10 because he never had a fag out of his hand the entire time we were there. He would literally, in breaks of songs, take a drag. And I don't know how he sang doing that, but you know what? Valid. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out. Could never be Tegan. The asthma said no. No, it literally. But yeah, no. I do have a complaint, uh, which is something that, you know, we and our campmates we were talking about. But that is, so a lot of the girls and also a lot of the lads as well, they were walking around with, you know, paints written on them some of them were you know they, it was quite innocent stuff so for example one of them was like wifed up and things like that which I thought oh yeah the ones i did like before the the ones you're talking about but i did not like the ones it was like property of and it was someone's name that's so gay stop it that's embarrassing that's really offended me grow up the issue that i have was when you had things like it like on people's arse cheeks it was slap me or kiss me here or like point it like arrows towards the uh the breast cleavage Fash. yeah and no. it was like you know kiss here and things like that and my issue is, what would happen if somebody did actually just walk over to you and just slapped you on the ass? What would you do? Exactly. You can't really be angry about it no. because you literally have it on you. And it, I, I just don't understand. And the problem was, so we went to some acts, including Russell Howard, which, might I say, was the best 30 minutes of my life. Literally. <laughs> Short-lived because somebody got injured. But um, yeah, so like Russell Howard, he was, you know, bigging up uh, women and saying, you know, keep your hands off of them just because they're walking around. They can wear whatever they want. And you know what? I 100% agree with that. Wear whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Who cares? You should be able to do that without anybody having to touch you. But the some of the girls who were going, woo, yeah, woo. I know. Like, keep, keep your hands to yourself. It was like they had on their ass, slap me here. I was like, the thing, it, that's mixed. The, yeah, the thing is, it's not like, so to make it clear, it's not like, say, I wanted to bring a lad back and I wanted to sleep with him and then I changed my mind. That's completely different in what we're saying. Yeah. That's, you're changing your mind. But this was like, you had like, grab me, slap me, touch me, kiss me, whatever. There's no rules to that. You're not saying like, whatever, that is just there. So you've not got certain men to do it. There's no rules to it. You're just saying to do it. But I'm telling you now, if a man would have done it, they'd have kicked off, which I get, I get that at the after parties late at night when there's loads of boys that you fancy and you're fine with them doing it. That's, I get it. But then wash it off, especially when you completely, completely, Completely drunk or on drugs, which is fine. It happens. Do what you do, you. But you are you don't understand what's going on around you fully, and you've got it's not right. It's not right. And a, a lot of them as well. They were probably younger than us. Yeah, that's which was exactly the point. Concerning. That's the thing. That's what I found. A lot of the young lot, like you can tell, they just it sounds like it's going to sound bad. What I'm going to say now, like obviously there's been a lad that died for doing drugs and stuff. But part of that, I blame education systems like that because drugs happen. Drugs happen, and you're an idiot to think they don't happen. You you may not do them, but someone there's always someone going to be doing a drug. There always is. But it's about teaching the safest way to do them, such as you never, ever, ever buy drugs at a festival, ever. Like rule 101, never buy drugs at a festival because you don't know what is in them. You at least go to someone that you go to regularly. Or you get if you're going to do drugs at a festival because you ran out or whatever, you get it from someone who you know has done it, uses it all the time. Do you know what I mean? You don't buy them without knowing anything. Also, the safe yes. way of taking them, such as, 
you only take half, you take a quarter, you see how you go, you don't take a full one ever. Even when you know it, yeah, I don't know anyone who takes a full one straight off unless they're hardcore. But it's just even to the point of like, just be safe, like teach them how to take them safely. Like, and no one does that because it's like, no one, my son wouldn't do drugs, my child wouldn't do drugs. My, we're not going to talk about it. No, it's about teaching safe practice of doing it. Like, exactly. Like, leads were very much open about it. Like, on the, if you had the app, constantly were messaging, like, if your head's not in it, you need to go to welfare. If you feel unwell, go to welfare. Like, they, to be fair, they were very much on it and they knew about this drug going around and stuff like that. But it's just mad. Mad that, it, I find it mad that someone did a pill without, like, you know, obviously expected to die and then died. But that's because they've not been taught safe to do it. Like, he was only 16. It's not about... From our area as well. Yeah. Like, it's not about encouraging it either. That's the thing. It's just about educating the safest way if you're going to explore that, to explore it the safest way. Another thing I had an issue with was the toilet situation, <laughs> which, to be fair, wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, in fact, I heard some horror stories, you know, before when... In one of my colleagues, for example, she was mentioning something when she was in a festival and... It wasn't like a portaloo. It was like a metal container and then a hole at the top that you just sat down and did your business in. When she went there and she looked in the hole, there was somebody swimming around in all of the sewage. <laughs> and when I, when I heard that, I was like, no, if that happened, if I went to the toilets in Leeds and I just saw somebody swimming around just before I was about to do a business, <laughs> I'd be like, no, it. I'm off. I'm gone. But yeah, anyway, I think it's our time to move on to my segment, In What World? So this week's top stories, Colossal Biosciences is trying to bring back the woolly mammoth, cats love people who hate them, and a grandma has an interesting dying request. I'm Leon, and this is In What World? In this world. Our first top story today, Colossal Biosciences, which I'm guessing is the science firm, is trying to bring back the woolly mammoth within the next six years. So Colossal has promised to produce a genetically modified Asian elephant that is as close as possible to the woolly mammoth. But de-extinction has sparked debate among scientists and conservationists. Their successors will be novel creatures and released into the wild with the hope of changing their ecosystems. Now, do you think this is a good idea? To bring back no, the woolly mammoth? No, no, because I'm a fucking midget and that fucker will stamp on me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what you can say? So, okay, you're concerned that a woolly mammoth is going to trample on you, even though they're probably going to be sent off to Siberia or something like that. Uh, no, I don't. Honestly, this is going to be all the eco... We're going to send eco camp next year, but all the eco people are going to hate me. Things go extinct for a reason. Yeah. For example, like uh, like the dinosaurs, I wouldn't want them to no, come back. No, exactly. Are you kidding? There are plenty of films <laughs> <laughs> which will show some sort of reality if that was to happen exactly like to me obviously the mammoth going out of extinction was nothing to do with global warming or climate change so essentially no in the words of taylor swift what died didn't stay dead no it should stay dead it should this conversation has been going on for like such a long time i remember doing a presentation all the way back in year eight high school about a company and firm you know investigating old woolly mammoth dna because they wanted to bring back the woolly mammoth what is the actual fascination with bringing back the woolly mammoth. Why is it needed? What are they going to do? What's going to happen? I know, like, what is its use? If anything, it could become an issue where they might cause, like, overpopulation within an area of, like, woolly mammoths. And places that were originally, like, barren ice wastelands are now going to be just covered in... Well, how are they going to survive? 
What are they going to eat? Is it going to cause a problem to other eco? This is the thing. Yeah, like, Why no. do we need to bring them back? I just think you don't mess with things sometimes. Eat them dead. What you could do is just stick fur onto an elephant. There you go. You've got a woolly mammoth right there. That's what it will look like. It's literally just a furry elephant. We don't need it to come back. So, yeah. And also, please stay away from... Uh, <laughs> From the scary things that were in the past. For example, oh, I bet you there are scientists out there who, if they could, they'd bring back the massive giant anaconda snake that used to exist. No, like, no. Or the massive scorpion or the huge, huge spiders or even the dinosaurs. There will be people out there who'd want to bring them back. And I'm like, why would you? Why on earth would you want to do that? No, like... The pictures are scary enough. No, no, no. no. The more I think about it, the more I want to cry. I, the megalodon... There are people out there who'd want to bring back the megalodon shark. This massive shark that could possibly consume, like, an entire boat just in one one gulp. And I, I, I'm i glad that's dead. But yeah, that was just a little bit of a side rant from the woolly mammoth stuff. I, woolly mammoths, I'm sure they'd be... Well, I'd say they would be nice. They'd be nicer than a massive giant reptile. Which could, which has like more teeth than I could count. Even even elephants are aggressive, like Asian elephants and things. Our next news topic: cats love people who hate them. Like you know, people who somehow have a fear of cats, or people who just don't like cats in general. They're more attracted to them. And there's been a lot of jokes in the past where it's like, oh yeah, because it's a, it's it's in the cat's nature to just be an absolute pain in the ass, and uh, you know, just mess with people. However, there is actually some backing to it, and it's because the reluctance to stroke cats and force them gives the feline the control and independence it needs, as studies found. So obviously, because they don't like stroking them or anything like that, they leave the cats to do their own business, and then the cats can come to them whenever they want. And because of that, they love it, and they love that person. I just think cats are wankers. Well, yeah, you see, that's the thing. If you want a cat to love you, you're going to have to behave like the cat and just not give a crap about them. I mean, give a crap about them in the sense of your feeding no, them and stuff. No, see, here's the thing. Every cat, apart from something that's been like two cats my entire life, they always attack me. No matter what I do, I don't even go towards them. I always get scratched. There's one night I remember, <laughs> right, listen to this. So I was staying at my dad's, I was probably about nine or ten. He had a cat at the time. I slept in my brother's room, my baby brother's room, on like this like fold-out bed thing. And I just want this entire story. I don't understand what... I, there's got to be something not right with my head anyway. It must have been late at night and I sort of had one arm dangling off between the wall and the bed. Um, and then the cat had fucking come in, lay at the bottom of my bed. And I thought, oh, this is quite cute. Like, this is nice. Then it must have jumped down and saw my arm and started fucking attacking it, right, my arm. And instead of putting it on the bed, I, I didn't want to make like a lot of noise. So I just lay there like this fucking cat attack me, like bite, scratch the fucking lot. I look like I've been fucking self-harming. <laughs> it was not good. Wow. Well, maybe you just, you have that vibe, you have that aura which cats don't like. Don't maybe know. your presence just threatens them. I don't like them, so I'm not arsed. Well. Try me, cat. Clear. Clearly, you'd probably be one of the, uh, Although, the odd ones out in this study. realistically, I should probably like cats because I like animals that don't need you a lot. Like my guinea pigs, I love the fact that I can get them out when I want them and then just, it sounds really horrible what I'm going to say, but they, they're quite happy on their own as well. Like they're not like, they don't need me every 10 seconds. Like my dog's downstairs. Oh, no, no. Yeah. But also that's because they're big. If they were small, like I'd be fine. But because they're big dogs, well, the bulldogs are just heavy. I'm like, fuck off, come near me and hurt me. I'm going to go mad. Because they just stand on me and I'm like, fuck, that hurts. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh. I've been stung. But yeah, so if you don't like cats, <laughs> tough luck because they will love you by basically not. So it, essentially, it's kind of like if you don't like cats, stroke them. 
Brilliant. invade their space, which is counterintuitive because if you don't like them, you're not going to do that in the first place. So unfortunately, my friends, if you don't like cats, deal with the fact that they probably love you to bits. But anyway, our last news story for today or this week is a grandma has a very interesting dying wish. And that wish, can you guess what it is? To do drugs. No, this is when she's already dead. So it's something that she wanted to have on her tombstone. Oh, I don't know. Go on. The grandma's dying wish was to have a giant penis on her grave. And they are, I'll tell you what, they, I'm looking at the photo now. The family members, they saw that and they just flew. They flew with that idea. So her family made it come true. She was 99 years old. She was called Caterina Oduna Perez and was buried in Mexico City with a 600 pound penis standing nearly six feet tall on her grave. Oh, she's an icon. She's a moment. Oh, but actually, I'm going to send you the photo. It's amazing. The rent for that grave, though, must be expensive. Worth it. There we go. Have a gander at that. That is brilliant. Oh, She's an icon. I love it. Honestly, she is. But yeah, that, just a giant, giant purple penis statue. If anybody is intrigued in what it looks like, just type up Grandma six foot penis on grave and you'll probably find it within like the first page that's iconic no i love that no stop it really would you have yes something like that on your grave yeah would you have anything else or everything every, everything. every anatomy brilliant well uh i think your gravestone is definitely not going to be for the eyes of children it seems anyway i think it's our time to move on to your segment agony ants agony aunt agony aunt agony aunt So basically, I'm not even going to introduce it anymore. I'm sick of doing it. But um, if you don't know what an agony aunt is, fucking Google it. Jesus Christ. But I'm going to answer your problems, basically. So this week's quite a simple one. Just, you know, ease us back in. Nothing too wild. My husband is a terrible cook. What do I do? Deal with it. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know. Fucking Uber Eats. I don't know. Fucking learn to cook yourself, you lazy bitch. <laughs> 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 like, do you know what? Actually, no, let's not be twats about this. Let's be, let's think about nice. What you could do. Oh, okay. <laughs> is you, hopefully, I'm assuming if he can't cook, then hopefully you can cook. Yeah, otherwise you're both screwed. Yeah. And if you're a woman and you can't cook, fucking Jesus Christ, no one of the men wants to go back to fucking old, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, we can't go, bring that back. <laughs> bring that back. <laughs> well, oh. <laughs> actually, Woo! I've got a joke. <laughs> Cancel culture, don't come for us, please. I am joking. I'm actually a feminist, and that's a really not funny joke, but it is funny. Anyway, no, I think actually she could stop, he or she could stop being a little bitch, and actually, maybe they could have like, do you want to do it in a nice way? Have like date nights where you like you cook a meal together and like you teach him how to cook. I know. See, this is the thing. It doesn't have to be one person needs to learn, one person doesn't. Just. You know, make a day out of it and be like, oh, let's cook together on this day. Or maybe create a schedule where it's like, you cook on this day, I'll cook on this day. Whatever crap we make, just deal with it. Buy a cookbook. Yeah. Like James James May's cookbook is great. I'd recommend that one to ease you into it. Unsolicited cooking advice from Leon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're welcome. You're welcome, guys. Make a banging lasagna. That's easy to make. Stop slagging him off on the internet and just fucking sort your shit out and just, oh, you know what? Just fucking you cook that. If you asked, Uber Eats, cook, take, take away. There's so many options. There is. I, I, the fact that they've gone to an agony aunt as well, or just like they've created a question where it's like, uh, help me, I need help with this, like, really what poor a situation. stupid just... fucking question, though. What do I, I do? Know. I don't know. 
Well, just exactly. Why is it down to us? Yeah. <laughs> this is why I look forward to in the future if we do actually get requests in and we just end up going, what? Why? Why do we have to answer that? Literally. <laughs> what are we going to do? But um, yeah, no, I just, you know, either make a day out of it where you cook together, you learn together, or shove an Uber Eats down your throat and just shut up. Or you could just be a bit savage and go, look, right, mate, you're shit at cooking. I'm sorry. I love you, but you're shit. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to teach you how to cook. And there you go. Maybe the question is then, you know, if, if we're going to justify it and, you know, see people in a good light, maybe the question is then she's trying to think he's a bad cook. So what do I, what do I say? What do I do to like tell him that he's a bad cop? Just fucking tell maybe him. Maybe that, maybe that's the question. Yeah. Is that just tell him? Like I, 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 I ain't got the answers for that. If your relationship is really in that much of a breaking point where telling someone that they're a bad cook is going to ruin everything, then it was probably going to fail in the first place. Just saying. Anyway. With that, I think it's our time to wrap it up for this week. If you enjoyed <laughs> what we had to say, you can follow our social media links by uh, looking in the podcast bio or the episode bio. I've completely lost the flow of this now. You can also support us on TikTok at GTNALT underscore podcast, which has been run by Ellie, who's not been here for the past, like, well over a month now, but she will be back. I also think you should like this podcast if you agree with Up Brown Camp. If you Up Brown Camp, Brown Camp Supremacy icon, we love... I also think you should like this podcast and give it us a rating if you just agree that Derek should never have died. Like, I'm passionate in my soul. He should not have died. He deserves the world. He is a beautiful, smart... Actually, no, he's quite toxic at times, actually. He called Murder the Whore. Forgot about that. No, he's still love of my life. Daddy Dempsey. So if you agree that Derek Shepard should never have died and left Meredith and left baby Ellis and Zola... Oh, Zola. Oh, baby Zola. But Zola and Ellis, oh, they deserve their dad. So did, so did Bailey, to be fair, but, like, I don't care about him. Oh. Brilliant. Anyway. <laughs> did I use that? I've been here all along. But yeah, so we are here for a good time, not a long time. Thank you everybody for listening and we shall see you all next week for the two-year anniversary because it's not like we've just been missing for the past month. (laughs) We will be back. Goodbye! Beautiful. Very beautiful. I love Meredith and Derek so much and they die.